Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And let's just take a minute to reset our thoughts and our focus on the presence of God. what he is doing in each one of us individually is making himself known to us. Each of us is at a different place in different circumstances. We each have a different need for healing and guidance and encouragement. And God knows exactly what you need. So, Lord, I ask you right now to meet our needs. You've arranged the circumstances in our lives to create our need for you. So, Lord, we turn to you to meet our needs. Lord, quicken our senses, whether we understand them or not. Whether we understand the experiences we have with you or not. Whether we can put into words what we experience, what we feel or know or hear. We accept your love however you choose to express it to us. Lord, also teach us how how to differentiate between your voice and anything that comes from anywhere else, period. That's all we need to know is to be able to identify your voice. So, Lord, sharpen our senses, our hearing, and we trust you that you are doing that even now. Lord, whatever project you have us working on, we embrace the idea that that project is not to get the project done, but through the process of working on that project, that's what makes us available to you. So we thank you for whatever it is we're working on. Not as a goal, even though we treat it 
as a, with a goal. We take the project seriously. We put our effort into it. But we recognize that that's not achieving that goal is not our purpose. Knowing you is our purpose. And we do that by working on the projects, the homework assignments that you give us. That we are already in your kingdom. We have already received our reward, eternal life, being one with you. But we are now working out how to live like that, how to live in reality as a spirit being here on this earth now. And we're willing to make mistakes, Lord. We're willing to be rejected. Not that we want to, but we're willing to put ourselves in whatever situation you draw us to. We're willing to put ourselves out there. Not for someone else and not for the joy that that we may think is coming, but because we know it's what's best for us. And Lord, we also learn to take and express and extend our of the authority we have now over the interferences that we know we're going to battle. And we take and exercise the authority right now over any interference that is invited or sent or spoken or cursed or blessed. Anything, Lord, that is interfering with what you are doing in our lives and anything that is keeping us, hindering us, even slowing us down from having our senses quickened and being able to rest in you while you do your work. And Lord, in our spirit, we've already given you full permission and and we are in agreement with what you are doing in our lives. But also, Lord, from our soul, we also, with our mind, our will, and our emotions, we also agree and give you permission to do whatever it is you want in our lives. And we thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you're doing now. And we thank you that you've brought us to this place. Don't let us settle for anything less than everything that you have for us. Thank you, Lord. So this is one of our challenges is when we recognize that our soul wants to retain control and God's not going to let that happen, 
we see that the war, the struggle is within us, between our soul and our spirit. That the situations and circumstances that God puts you in are to reveal the inconsistencies so that he can change you. Wouldn't it be great if we could change ourselves? We'd all put in the effort and do whatever was necessary, but that's not the way God is doing it. Your soul gets life from your spirit, which is the eternal life you've already received. But your soul would rather get life its own way. Your soul is a 14-year-old teenager who wants to do everything its own way. Parents don't know what they're talking about. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Nobody's ever been in the situation we find ourselves in. And yet God has arranged that circumstance just to expose the immaturity, the selfishness, the normalcy that are the downfalls of our soul without eternal life. And this is going to continue. So it's not something to once we get through a understanding of what their soul is going through and and see a change that's not it it's an ongoing change there's a breaking that occurs where we god makes it real about and reveals to us through that change about what our soul, our fake soul, the, the, the clone, the mask, is broken and shattered and we see how empty the efforts have been, that our needs have never been met. And all that control and energy and effort and anger and sorrow and manipulation has all been for nothing because your needs have still not been met because God will not let your needs be met through anything but his eternal life. And I'm talking about your deep needs, your need for that unconditional love, that unconditional acceptance and that unconditional approval. God wants to wants you to experience his unconditional gifts now in your soul. And he's doing whatever it takes to remove your the walls your soul has built to protect you brick by brick. 
And the most we can do is cooperate with him, is be yoked with him. When he moves, we move. When he stops, we stop. He's not looking for us to labor for him. We labor with him. We wait with him. We rejoice with him. We are changed with him. And last week we were talking about God's, that God's personal presence is active. And again, we have this challenge that, well, how do we wait and rest and be quiet, have a quiet lifestyle, and yet be active? Well, this is something God will make real to you. It's There's an activity that's going on in the supernatural realm even now that you are not aware of. And God, as God quickens your senses, you'll begin to see and understand and hear and know and overcome time, overcome all these boundaries. And yet those are only your, your supernatural senses, your soulical senses. We haven't even started to talk about your spirit, about your spiritual senses, about what's going on on in the spirit. Remember, supernatural is only above the natural. Solical is only a part of the supernatural realm. We are only aware of, let's say, one one-thousandth or ten-thousandth of what is going on wherever you are right now, whether it's in your car or your house or at work. There is so much more going on that you don't know about. And we start with the Lord revealing, quickening our senses and revealing what's going on. And through that, he's changing us. And he rejoices in changing us, in setting us free, in healing us. As we started out, so often we don't understand what's going on. And that's fine. Don't be thinking that once you have an experience or you recognize his presence, his manifest presence, that doesn't mean you now have a new ministry or you now have to hit the books and figure out what happened. And if you can't find it in the Bible, it didn't really happen. Or it's an attack from the enemy. No, your life is between you and God. This is your opportunity for God to free you, heal you, meet your needs. And we spend time with him, not so he can quicken us so we can minister but so he can love on us pour out 
what he is. Remember, God is love. That's, That's his character. But what does it look like? Giving. God gives himself. Once you start experiencing the way God reveals himself and your your soulical and eventually spiritual senses, don't be surprised if things get even harder. Your soul will be threatened. Your fake soul will be threatened. Because, again, it doesn't want to give up control. And your fake soul is controlling what you see, what you hear, what you think, what you feel, to protect you. But what it used to protect you from is no longer a problem. Your fake soul used to protect you from being wounded, rejected. But you don't have to worry about that anymore because you are fully accepted and loved. But the only way you're going to know that is for your fake soul to fail. It's like if you broke your leg and you put a cast on your leg and you were on crutches. That would be totally appropriate while your leg was healing. But once your leg heals, they remove the cast and you learn to walk again with the goal of putting aside the crutches. Well, your fake soul says, keep the crutches. You never know if you might need them again. You, you Remember how painful it was when you broke your leg. We don't want to go through that again, so keep the crutches. It got you sympathy with people. Keep the crutches. Being on crutches, people opened the doors for you. People didn't have high expectations for you. They wanted to know your story of why are you on crutches, so keep the crutches. That's what your fake soul sees in your life, opportunity to manipulate others, to get your your needs met in a fake way. But it's not reality. The reality is you don't need your crutches. It may take work to go through physical therapy and learn to regain your balance and your muscle strength. But once you do that, you're back to being healthy and you don't need your crutches. Put away the crutches. 
Now, sometimes society even will say, keep your crutches. We know what to expect from you when you're using your crutches. The family has accommodated you being on crutches. And when you start, no, I don't need my crutches, everybody starts looking at you, where are your crutches? You're going to hurt yourself, you're going to fall. No, I don't need them anymore. I can do fine without them. Then they have to change. They have to start changing their expectations of you. They have to start changing their ideas about what life is like with you. And you have to start thinking about yourself different. But it's worth it. Because it's truth. It's life. It's the path. It's the way that God has set for you. You don't need crutches. So in each area of your life, God is working on healing you and then showing you you don't need your crutches. And we'll go through the process of, well, what if I fall? I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to change. But it's worth it to be restored back to truth. The the truth that you don't need your crutches to walk, to run, to skip, to stand, to do whatever you want. Without your crutches, your body returns back to the way it was meant to be. As our false, fake soul is dismantled by God, our soul is returned back to its right relationship with spirit the way it was meant to be. And, yes, it's awkward at first. But just as when your leg is in that cast, you don't, it's in the cast to immobilize it so it can rest while it heals. Just as you and I come into a place of rest with God so we can heal. It doesn't mean nothing's happening. Our body knows what to do to heal our broken leg. And our soul responds to the healing presence of God. We don't need to understand it. We don't need to know what's going on. We can... God will prove himself. We will look back. Even if we don't see it happening, he will show us and reveal to us. In fact, Lord, I ask you right now to remind us of areas in our lives where you have been working that we may not have even known. We may not have even seen it. Lord, stir up our confidence that you have been working, you have been healing our legs, and there's areas in our life, leg, there's area in our lives where it's time.
to set aside our crutches. And yes, we'll have to relearn how to walk, and there may be physical therapy we need, solical, emotional, changing of our thoughts and the ways we do things, and even our relationships and how we spend our time. But it's worth it because it's the truth of how our soul relates to you. And we want truth, Lord. We want reality. So this experience with God is experience. It's something that you can't, just by understanding it or believing it isn't good enough. Wait on the Lord to reveal himself. And then question, Lord, is that you? Remember, there's the two voices to the sheep, the voice of the shepherd and the voice of the butcher. If that voice isn't loving, uplifting, encouraging, it's probably not him. Now, sometimes God's voice can be very bold, but it will always be for us and not against us. Now, God's personal presence, his manifest presence, and by personal, I'm talking about you and I. God is a person, and you are a person, and you can have a relationship person to person. And just because we're not the same kind of person, he's fully spirit, and we're getting there, we're in the process, we can still have person-to-person relationship. We become more and more of our spirit nature. Our soul is brought into submission to our spirit. Again, that wall starts to be dismantled brick by brick. Sometimes he comes in with a wrecking ball or a bulldozer and we see big changes and we have an emotional response or a, you know, we see something we believed in is completely wrong or all of a sudden we have a revelation of a truth. Or we just find it easy to do something where before it was hard. We become less reliant on our emotions, on our understanding, and our ability to do something, to act, to confirm that we are in a relationship with God. It becomes less about our soul being changed and more just accepting whatever God gives us. Because we have not been this way before, individually or as a people. I believe God wants to do a new thing, new wine. And though we can encourage one another along the way, each of us has and is developing a unique relationship with God. Again, you may not, it may not correlate 
to anything you are expecting or have heard of. And that's fine. Don't be afraid of making a mistake, of missing him, of, you know, oh, the whole backsliding thing or, you know, if you miss God, you know, you commit the, the sin where you go to, to hell and are separated from him forever. Don't worry about that. If God can't keep you, nobody can. And even if you reject him, it's too late. You're already in his family. You're already a part of him. doesn't really matter whether you think you're trying to do, make him reject you. You're trying to commit the unforgivable sin. That's, it's too, you can't do it. It's too late. You're in him. You're part of him. He can't undo it. You can't undo it. Nobody can undo it. We may not feel any closer to God or understand or learn more about him. And he may not change our behaviors. Yet we know that since knowing us is his idea, he wants to know us. He is both drawing us to him and removing barriers according to his schedule. He knows what he wants to do in your life, and he's going to do it. So thank you for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.